whistle is blowing, and that signals another episode of the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Chat with a Champion. Your host, Steve Brosman, a former national track champion, multi-Amazon best-selling author, and successful entrepreneur interviews leaders in their field to give you the tips, shortcuts, and strategies to help you change the game you play. And now your host, Steve Brosman. So there goes the whistle again, and that means it it's time for a chat with a champion for the Entrepreneur's Locker Room. I'm excited this time because we have somebody there that's going to whip you into shape and really get the most out of you. In fact, he's going to show you how you can get the most out of yourself. Sean Douglas, welcome along. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me. Hey, absolutely welcome. Now, you head up what's called the Success Core, which is something that uh, everybody wants in their life. But uh, let's go right back because you've got a, um, an Air Force background, which is pretty well where it all started. So let, let's start there because that really is the foundation on how you help people. Yeah, so I joined the Air Force uh, right after 9-11 in, uh, in 2001. And I became a drill instructor for basic training in 2009, which was like a total dream come true. Like I want to be the guy screaming at people. I want to be the guy directing, you know, where people go and whatever. And I want to be the one throwing things. And I want to be the, like, I want to be the guy who leads people and develops them into the operational military. That's everybody hears about, Oh my God, your drill instructor is going to be crazy. Oh, your drill instructor is going to, you know, like we always heard the, the war stories, the horror stories of man, when that guy in the hat comes after you. And so I just, I wanted to be thought of revered even as you know, the power player, the whatever, like it gave my life value. You know what I mean? It wasn't for self-indulgence. It wasn't for, um, for selfish reasons, you know what I mean? Self-serving. Yeah. I was, I wanted to give back and my way of giving back was what I remember as my drill instructor and how he changed our lives in the flight. So yep, it all started with me joining, doing my career. And then eight years in, I was like, I'm going to be a drill instructor. And then went and, went and did that for four years. But you've carried that on into what you're currently doing now with um, helping a lot of people out there through whether it's your speaking, your coaching, your masterminding and things like that. But the, the key statement that is underpinning everything that you do is unlocking your true potential to elevate your life. Tell me how you come to that and, and how you're helping people with that. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody one time and they just, they wouldn't, like let go of things you know they wouldn't i was like well no that's that's not true like i really feel like if this, this happened i'm trying to coach them kind of mentor them whatever and i just said you know what listen if you have a closed fist all the time no one can pour into you if you're clenched on things you can't allow other things to come into your life you have to open your hand in order to receive those things and so I looked at it as how many times in our life do we not rise to our full potential because we're stuck where we are? I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know if you just you want to be comfortable there. You like it there. It's warm there. You know, but people plant their mailbox. They plant their address on this adversity, on this moment in life that sucks for them and say, well, I'm stuck here. I can't go anywhere else. I'm stuck. So what I aim to do is unlock that true potential because it's locked away somewhere. You don't believe it. Somebody else doesn't believe it. Something happened. 
And so my goal is to unlock that true potential. And once your true potential is unlocked, once that gate is open, you are then free to live the life that you were meant to live and to elevate your life to an HNL. I call it HNL, whole nother level. <laughs> Mate, have you been reading my new book that I'm just about to put out? Because it's, it sounds like we're a, a brother from another mother. It's actually coming out under the title Exceed, Helping People Exceed Their Own Expectations, which is, which is great. So I'm going to tap into your brain because okay. there's, there's a lot of people out there. We've got um, a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast and quite often that they may feel stuck. They may call it a glass ceiling. They may call it hitting a plateau or something. Just give them one tip that they could actually take away today and say, you know what, Sean said do this and I've implemented it and it's made a difference. What, what would the one thing that you could share with them? If you're stuck and you don't know where to go, you must be content where you are now in order to be satisfied where you're going later. Mate, that is actually awesome because most people um, are suffering from dissatisfaction you know, where, where they are now, where they've been, um, blaming everything behind them and not really being able to take that step forward. So, yeah, take, uh, coming from that point there of uh, being satisfied from where you are is a, is a great tip. One of the other things that you talk about, and this is um, – you built it a lot in your army career, but uh, it is so appropriate now in the entrepreneur and business life, resilience, because there are so many ups and downs. Uh, can you talk about that? And again, I'm going to pick your brain for a couple of tips yeah. on helping the people out there on uh, gaining resilience. Yeah, 100%. So, so in the military, you know, we got deployments, we got, um, you know, the families are, are away just as much as you're away. Um, you know, it's a high ops tempo. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of things happening. So you must be resilient. And people will say, if you ask, uh, if you ask a hundred people, 99 of them will say bounce back. It's, it's your way to bounce back. You know, I'm the guy going, well, I don't really want to go backwards. I kind of want to go forward. So I call it bouncing forward. Nice. But resilience is by definition is your ability to withstand, recover and grow through adversity, stress and life's changing demands. That's what it is. It's your ability to withstand, recover, and grow through adversity, stress, and life's changing demands. When you're more resilient, you have less anxiety, less stress, less depression. And so I teach resilient skills in the domains of mental, physical, social, and emotional, and spiritual resilience. And each of those have different skill sets and different tenets, but those are the most uh, those are those are the four domains that that I that I speak in is the mental, physical, social, emotional, and spiritual resilience. One of the things um, that I took out of just that is to basically overcome, recover, and grow. Now, a lot and of people grow. get to the point of, "Yep, I've I've overcome that. I've recovered," and stop. Mm-hmm. So as you're, you're going through the overcoming and recovering, what would be the one thing as to, okay, we've got here, what would be the, the one thing that you could help with saying, okay, let's bounce back and bounce forward because that, uh, that is where people, I do believe, come unstuck. Right. So you got to figure out how you got there first. You know, a lot of people have self-defeating behaviors that they don't know where it came from. 
lot of people have self-defeating behaviors that put them there, but they don't know how they got there. So that's, that's an issue. And so one of the things that I talk about is you have to not just go through an adversity, up, down, around, over, like we'll find a way. It's not enough just to go through it, but to grow from it, like to not make the same mistakes that made you go to that place. It's growing from that failure that you had and say failure made me stronger, right? Instead of looking at failure as something that is ugly and to avoid, you know, it's growing from those moments of adversity to gaining more knowledge so that when somebody else is starting to go through, like, whoa, 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 I see the warning signs. I said, dude, you're about to make this mistake. I made this mistake. Don't do it. You know what I mean? And it makes you a better parent when you make all these mistakes and then you raise your kids. You're like, oh, yeah, look, I made this mistake. This is really bad. Don't ever do this. You know? Yeah, but that's great advice, particularly in the in the business world, because yeah, as an entrepreneur, you uh, you have the ups and downs, possibly by the hour, and is how is you how is it that you can overcome those, um, take them on board emotionally, but not let them keep putting you backwards, but keep growing from them. And uh, if you come in with an attitude of growth, no matter what, um, taking on board what you said there is is very very important. Now, as a, um, a drill sergeant, you were designed to get the best out of your people. And again, you've transferred that into your, into your life and basically yeah. putting yourself as a, a performance enhancement expert. Um, can you give me some tips on how people can be able to enhance their own personal performance and productivity and uh, take that into their personal um, and all the different a- aspects of the life that you're talking about? There's two things. Number one, schedule everything. Your whole life should be scheduled. Right? There's no downtime. It's what am I doing at this moment and I want to get a result out of it. There's no wasted time. You know, If you're having family time, what's, what's the point? It's to get closer with your family. It's to spend time. It's to strengthen the bonds. If you're doing emails, what's the point? It's to follow up. It's to send emails to get what you want. It's to answer emails. It's to, like, there's always got to be something. You're always doing something. You know, why are we sleeping? Like, what's the point of sleeping? To rejuvenate our body, to become renewed, to get energy. Like, everything needs to have a purpose. If you sit there and go, oh, well, um, I'm going to watch Netflix for two hours. Why? Because I'm tired. Like, what could you be doing while watching Netflix? Like, there's somebody that you could be on your phone, you could be answering Facebook, you could be, like, you know what I'm saying? So unless you say this is family time and this is only family time, then you're not on your phone, not on your computers, whatever. So schedule everything. Number one rule of success, schedule everything. The second thing that I would say, and, and I don't know if it's more important to schedule, but it's really like you have to do this, okay, is set the standard. Like you have to live by the standard, live by the core values, live by – like. So if I'm going to go to you, I don't go to the GPS and go, get me somewhere close to Steve. Get me somewhere in the vicinity. I don't care where. I need to go see Steve. Get me somewhere close within you know, a couple mile radius. Like I'll figure out the rest of the way. I don't know how. Get me somewhere close. No. You're like, Steve, what's your address? I'm putting it in the GPS. I'm going to get there, right? Correct. We don't yeah. do that in life. We do not do that in life. And the one thing that is always going to happen with the GPS, I don't care if you make 100 laps, it'll go rerouting, rerouting, 
rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. And it'll keep doing that over and over again until you finally reach your destination. Us, we just give up. Oh, I didn't reach my destination. I'm just going to give up. GPS didn't give up. So you had to set the standard and say, where am I going? What's my pathway of getting there? And it's not negotiable. I'm getting there. And I'm going to reroute every time. So you have to set that standard. What is it that I'm going to accomplish? And I have to meet the benchmark every day. Mate, I absolutely love those two points. And I'm going to go back to the first one and have a quick chat about that one. Because um, one of the things that I say in everything that I do with my people and people out there, that life is a series of sprints. It's black and white. You sprint hard, you rest hard. Too many people just plot along and exactly what you said, I'm just doing this because or on no reason whatsoever. Without the purpose that you said in the clear direction, then they're not going to achieve anything. And that led on to the second point, which is brilliant, is know exactly where you are, what you're doing and, and uh, where you have to go because yeah, generally close enough is not good enough. And uh, that's where you really get people up to the next level is by having the clarity of their goals and clarity of the purpose. 100%, man. Clarity is, is, is like cash is king, like clarity is king. Yeah. yeah. I've got a saying you know? that I use in all my presentations that clarity equals cash. If, uh, cash, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. If, if, you, don't, if you don't have clarity, then you're just not going to go anywhere. You're just not going to make it. So one of the last yeah. things that I want to touch on is, is uh, something I got from your, uh, your background and what you're teaching is live your brand. I love it. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on that because um, it's very, uh, I'm very passionate about that as well. Love it, man. So live your brand is literally finding opportunities every day to live the core values that you hold deep in your heart. It's not about having a title that makes you a leader. You don't need a title to, to be a leader. Living your brand means to live by example and to buy what you sell. So if I'm preaching something, I better be using it in my own life. So if I'm, if I'm selling something, I better be buying my own, my own stuff. You know what I mean? So living your brand means to live by example, lead by example, and to find opportunities every day to live the core values that you believe in. Yep. Don't tell me. Show me. Show me. 100%. Absolutely brilliant. Because that, that in itself is where, again, so many people go wrong is they, they, they communicate verbally or they might put it on their website. But when people get to see them, it's just incongruent. And a lot of people talk about authenticity and uh, there, there's so much um, misunderstanding about what that is, is uh, being authentic out there. And exactly as you said, living your brand is the most powerful way to show authenticity. It's not how you say it or position it or put it out there. It's how you demonstrate and how you live it day by day. 100%. You got to live by being genuine, authentic, and transparent. Those three things, if you can do that and you live your life in a genuine, authentic, and transparent way, then you're golden. Absolutely. Now, before I get on to the Fast and Furious Five, some five questions to get to uh, uncover you just that little bit more, what would be the one last tip that you could give um, the listeners out there now on how they could really either live their brand, put it all together, improve their performance? What's the, the foundation of everything that you're working with people on? Mm, your message. Everybody has a story and everybody has a message. 
And so you have something that the world needs. You have something that someone is looking for. So my messaging for some of my talks, like resilience and and leadership, is you need to be the light in someone's darkness. You need to give them the message to keep going. And they, they don't know where to get it from, and they've never heard you before. But when they do hear you and they hear your message, that is what's going to draw them in, is your message. What is your message to the world? Man, this has been a, uh, a powerful chat. If people can uh, go back and listen and, and grab their pen and just write down some of the nuggets that you've given, Sean, it really will, will help them a lot. And I'm, I'm hoping people will get out and, and share this out there. So let's get on to the Fast and Furious Five. It, it's not sweet. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just five questions that I've got just to help people un, uh, understand you, the person, just that little bit more. Sure. Um, well, the biggest thing is what non-business, now it's a sport or activity, would you like to be known as the champion of? Hockey. Hockey. Field hockey or ice? Ice hockey. Oh, okay, Cool. What one personal thing would you want people to know just to get to understand you that little bit more? What one thing? Yeah. What would you like them to understand, just to understand you that bit more? Um, I've survived so much stupid stuff and crap and self-defeating <laughs> behaviors and like I've made a lot of mistakes some that I can't take back and that I wish I could take back decisions that I would do differently. But, you know, I try not to live a life of regret. You know, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose and I'm just fully stepping into it. You know, and my mission is to um, help people do the same. Mate, that is a very powerful thing that people can understand that a little bit more about you. What one habit would you like to change? (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't Uh, already changed it. So the one habit, so I don't drink, I don't smoke, I do all that, whatever. But the one thing that I do is I'm, it, and I have a habit of, of, of really just fixing it. Like someone say, oh, I really need to talk to you. And I'm like, I'm in my mind, like, do you want me to listen or do you want me to fix it? And I'm ready. I'm ready to fix it. I'm ready to fix it. You know, like I'm a fixer. Like I, I'm, you know what I mean? That's what makes me a good mentor is like, I want to fix it. I want to fix it. I, I have a strategy for you. This is what, you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. it's a habit. Somebody tells me something. I'm like, I know how to fix it. <laughs> cool. Who or whom has had the most influence in your life? Ouch. Um, lots of, I mean, I come from a, from, you know, like a loving family, for the most part, <laughs> like every family has their like issues, you know, but for the most part, like my mom's family, my dad's family, like, I mean, they're, they've all been, you know, loving and caring or whatever. Um, you know, my grandfather is just, I don't know what it is, man. If I could be half the man that my grandfather, either grandfather, both of my grandfathers, if I could be half the man that they were, I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on my way. Something about grandfathers. I don't know, man. Oh, a lot of people just, I talk to. Yeah, let's call it just collectively your family because um, I'm pretty well the same as collectively yeah. my family have been there and my biggest yeah. influence. So if, if you can't nail down to one, that's right. why I say who or whom. Right. Like, instead, I, instead of listing like Carrie V and Tony Robbins and all those right. guys, you know, it's like my, my grandfather and my family and stuff, you know. Yeah. Cool. The last yeah, one, sure. which is it's almost a reverse question. 
If you were to be the answer to a quiz show question, what would you like the question to be? You said if I was the answer to a cliche question? Sorry, a quiz show question. Oh, <laughs> cliche. I was like, <laughs> well, it could be cliche. <laughs> if, I was, if I was the answer yeah, to you were a the quiz answer. show question. So, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so weird. I've never been asked anything like that before. I'm thinking like Jeopardy or like trivia the, question. And I'm, I'm the answer. Yeah. Um, I think it would be. Um, who, oh my gosh, first thing that pops into my head is like, who's made the most amount of mistakes in their life (laughs) and (laughs) And, survived (laughs) and survived (laughs) like who messes up a lot and then survives, but then keeps on making the mistakes over and over again. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. It's whatever pops into your head. That's why it's a, it's a, a yeah, reverse like question. Who can bounce back? Like, how does a resilience thing, like who can bounce forward? Who can, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a, probably a great way to end is basically, yes, you have been resilient all the way through. You've overcome some adversities, but now you're out there really helping other people. So uh, right. I do encourage people to, uh, if you've listened to it once, listen to it again, but also share it with your friends. If you've liked this, subscribe to the channel but more importantly rock on over to the entrepreneurs locker room facebook group where you can hang out with some really cool people so sean thank you so much and if they didn't pick it up at the beginning yes you are from north carolina right across the other side of the world and thank you for being a fantastic international guest on the entrepreneurs locker room we'll talk to you guys again real soon cheers Well, that's full time on this episode, but don't forget to subscribe, rate, and we'd love you to leave a comment. Head over to the Facebook group, The Entrepreneur's Locker Room, where there'll be some great bonus content to help you step up and play a bigger game.